Chapter Six of On the Trail, an Outdoor Book for Girls. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. On the Trail, an Outdoor Book for Girls by Lena Beard. Making friends with the outdoor folk. In the woods, the fields, on the shore, stalking animals and birds. There is but one way to make friends with the folk of the wild, and that is by gentleness, kindness, and quietness. Also, one must learn to be fearless. It is said that while animals may not understand our language, they do understand or feel our attitude toward them. And if it is that of fear or dislike, we stand a little chance of really knowing them, to say nothing of establishing any kind of friendly relations with them by quiet watchfulness keenness of sight and hearing you may obtain a certain amount of knowledge of their ways but when you add real sympathy and kindly feeling you gain their confidence and friendship make them understand that you will not interfere with or harm them and they will go about their own affairs unafraid in your presence then you may silently watch their manner of living their often amusing habits and their frank portrayal of character as a guest in the wild conducting yourself as a courteous guest should you will be well treated by your wild hosts some of whom in time may even permit you to feed and stroke them they do not dislike but fear you they would rather be your friends than your enemies the baby animal which has not yet learned to fear a human being will sometimes when in danger run to you for protection this must win your heart if nothing else can stalking you may stalk an animal by remaining quiet as well as by following its trail to even see some of the inhabitants of woods fields and shore you must be willing to exercise great patience and conform to their method of hiding by remaining absolutely still it is the thing that moves that they fear some of the animals appear not even to see a person who remains motionless at any rate they ignore him as they do a stump or stone for this quiet stalking find as comfortable a seat as you can where you have reason to think some kind of animal or animals will pass and resign yourself to immovable waiting if the rock beneath you grows unreasonably hard or the tree roots develop sharp edges or the ground sends up unnoticed stones of torment if your foot goes to sleep or your nose itches bear the annoyances bravely and your reward will be sure and ample if the wait is unduly long and movement of some kind becomes imperative let such movement be made so slowly as to be almost imperceptible remember that unseen suspicious eyes will be attracted by any sudden action and the faintest sound will be heard for these spell danger to the wilderness folk and if frightened away they are not apt to return keep your ears open to detect the first sound of approaching life there is a thrill in this experience and another when the animal you have heard comes boldly out before you then it is you will find out that in some mysterious way all bodily discomfort has vanished your whole being is absorbed in the movements of the creature who is unconscious of your presence and there is no room for other sensations more animals may appear and perhaps a little drama may be enacted as if for your benefit it may be a tragedy it may be a comedy or it may be only a bit of everyday family life but you do not know the plot nor how many actors will take part and your very uncertainty adds zest to the situation 
animals found on the trail the animals most frequently seen in the woods where there is no longer any large game are the chipmunk the red the gray and the black squirrel the rabbit and hare the fox weasel pine marten woodchuck raccoon possum and skunk also the pack rat of the west the white-footed and field mouse in deeper and wilder forests there are deer and porcupine though deer are found quite near habitations at times in more remote places there are the moose and caribou the bear mountain lion lynx or wildcat and the timber wolf the wolf is however equally at home in the open and at this day is most plentiful on the wide plains of the west unless your trail leads through the remote wilderness you will hardly come across the more savage animals and when you do invade their territory it will give you greater courage to call to mind the fact that they as well as the smaller wild things are afraid of man our most experienced hunters and our best riders on the subject of animal life agree that a wild animal's first emotion upon seeing a human being is undoubtedly fear when you come upon one suddenly you may feel sure that he is as much frightened as you are and will probably turn aside to avoid you unless he thinks you are going to attack him all wild creatures are afraid of fire therefore the campfire is a barrier they will not pass and a blazing firebrand will drive any of them away birds among the feathered tribes of the woods you will find the owl the woodcock and the grouse of the smaller birds the nuthatch the wood and hermit thrush whippoorwill woodpeckers wood peewee and others most of the birds prefer the edge of the woods where they can dip into the sunshine and take long flights through the free air of the open but the hermit thrush shyest and sweetest of singers makes his home deep in the silent shadowy forest in these depths and oftenest near a bog or marsh you may also hear the call of the partridge or more properly the ruffed grouse as given by the writer william j long the call is like this prut 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 wit quit prut prut ooit ooit pre but perhaps you will be startled by the rolling drum call this begins slowly increases rapidly and ends something like this dum 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 the drum call is made by the male bird who beating the air with his wings produces the sound it is said to be a mating call but is heard at other times as well long after the mating season is over stalking the ruffed grouse if you want to see the birds stalk them when you hear their call wait until you locate the direction of the sound then walk silently and follow it as soon as the birds are sighted slip from one tree to another stopping instantly when you think they may see you till you conceal yourself behind a bush tree or stump near enough for you to peer around and have a good view of your game it may sometimes be necessary to drop to your knees in order to keep out of sight if you have heard the drum it is the cock that you have stalked and if early in the season you will soon see his demure little mate steal through the underbrush to meet her lordly master as he stands proudly on an old log awaiting her the wit-quit call may lead you to the hen-grouse with her brood of little chicks which are so much the color of the brown leaves you will not see them until they move if the call comes later in the year you may come upon a flock of well-grown young birds who have left their mother and are now following a leader the ruffed grouse is a beautiful bird 
he is yellowish brown or rusty splashed with black or dark brown and white with underparts of a light buff his beak is short and on his small dainty head he carries his crest proudly his shoulders bear epaulets of dark feathers called the ruff and his fan-like tail is banded and cross-barred the nest of the grouse is on the ground usually against a fallen log at the foot of a tree or in a hollow made by the roots or it may be hidden amid underbrush it is easily overlooked being made of dry leaves with perhaps some feathers in the season it contains from eight to fourteen eggs woodcock the woodcock another forest bird seldom shows himself in broad daylight except when hunted then he will rise a few feet fly a short distance drop and run hiding again as quickly as he can you will know the woodcock from the ruffed grouse by his long bill his short legs and his very short tail he frequents the banks of wooded streams or the bogs of the forest and like the grouse nests on the ground but the woodcock's nest seldom contains more than four eggs beaver along the shores of sluggish streams of lonely lakes and ponds you may see the beaver the muskrat very rarely the otter and sometimes an ugly little long-bodied animal belonging to the martin family called the fisher these are all interesting each in its own way and well worth hours of quiet observation the beaver otter and fisher choose wild secluded places for their homes but the muskrat may be found also in the marshes of farmlands on the edges of our long island meadows the boys trap muskrats for their skins you'll find the beaver house in the water close to the shore and overlapping it though strongly and carefully built it looks very much like a jumble of small driftwood with bleached sticks well packed together and the ends standing out at all angles the sticks are stripped of their bark and the house gleams whitely against the dark water the houses vary in size some being built as high as five feet the beaver is rarely seen early in the day most of his work is done at night so the best time to watch for him is just before dusk or perhaps an hour before sundown it is not well to wait to see the beaver if your trail back to camp is a long one leading through dense forests you would far better postpone making its acquaintance than to risk going over the perhaps treacherous paths after dark night comes early in the woods and darkness shuts down closely while it is still light in the open if your camp is near the beaver house or beaver dam or if your trip can be made by water then with no anxiety about your return you can sit down and calmly await the coming of this most skilful of all building animals and you may see him add material to his house or go on with his work of cutting down a tree as a reward for your patience fishhawk osprey on the shore you will also find the fishhawk or osprey a well-mannered bird he is said to be who fishes diligently and attends strictly to his own business the fishhawk's nest will generally be at the top of a dead tree where no one may disturb or look into it though as the accompanying photograph shows it is sometimes found on rocks near the ground the young hawks have a way of their own of defending themselves from any climbing creature and to investigators of the nest the results are disastrously disagreeable as well as laughable as the intruder climbs near the baby birds put their heads over the sides of the nest and empty their stomachs upon him this is vouched for by a well-known writer who claims to have gone through the experience the female osprey is larger and stronger than the male on slowly moving wings she sails over the water dropping suddenly to clutch in her strong talons 
the fish her keen eyes have detected near the surface of the water fish are fish to the osprey and salt waters or fresh are the same to her i have watched the bird plunge into the waves of the ocean on the coast of maine to bring out a cunner almost too large for her to carry and i have seen her drop into the placid waters of an adirondack lake for lake trout in the same manner blue heron the great blue heron is one of the shore folk and his metallic blue-gray body gleams in the sunlight if you sight him from your canoe standing tall and slim a lonely figure on the bank he flies slowly and majestically with his long legs streaming out behind when out in a small boat on puget sound a large heron escorted us some distance as we rode near the shore he would fly ahead and then wait for us standing solemnly on a stone in the water or a partially submerged log to fly again as we approached this escort business seems to be a habit of the heron family for the same thing occurred on the tamoka river florida the home of the alligator when a small brilliantly blue heron flew ahead of our boat for several miles always stopping to wait for us and then going on again the heron is a fisher and when you see him standing close to the water on one foot perhaps he is awaiting his game it matters not how long he must remain immovable there he will stand until the fish comes within striking distance when the long curved neck will shoot out like a snake and the strong beak grasp its unwary prey loon great northern diver another interesting bird which you may both hear and see on secluded lakes is the loon or great northern diver i first heard the wild cry of the loon a lonesome and eerie sound on pine river pond a small lake in the foothills of the white mountains there i saw the great bird dive and disappear beneath the water to remain an alarmingly long time and then come up several hundred yards away and rising fly slowly to the shore it is always a matter for guessing when the loon dies for you can never tell where she will come up this great diver is a large black and white bird almost the size of a goose the breast is white head black and a white ring encircles its black neck its beak is long its legs very short and placed very far back on the body it is essentially a water bird and on shore is both slow and awkward i do not think it possible to become very intimate with a loon for it is one of the wildest of our birds and so suspicious it will allow no close approach but quiet watching will reveal many of its interesting characteristics someone once found the nest of a loon and brought me a little downy young one that i might try to tame it but it lived only a day or two in spite of all the devotion expended upon it and its wild frightened cry was too pathetic to allow of another experiment of the kind animals and birds of the open you'll find that the wildlife of the open differs in some respects from that of the woods though there will be the woodchuck the rabbit the fox and the hare in the fields and farmlands as well as in the woods the weasel too makes unwelcome visits to the farm but besides these there are other animals that are seldom or never found in the woods field mouse there is the little field mouse a short-eared and short-tailed little creature with a thick neck and a red-brown color feeds on grains and seeds and when hard pressed for food will also eat the bark of trees kangaroo rat jumping mouse in the underbrush near a meadow and at the edges of thickets you may possibly see though they are not common a diminutive animal beautiful in form and color and of most interesting habits 
in the southwest it is called the kangaroo rat but north and east it is known as the jumping mouse the name kangaroo rat is given because of its short forelegs strong hind legs and the kangaroo-like leaps it makes in temper it is very unlike the ordinary rat it does not bite and can be safely handled but will not live if kept in captivity pocket gopher the pocket gopher lives in burrows in the fields it is a mole-like animal but much larger than the common mole its legs are short and its front feet strong with long nails for digging the fur is soft and silky and dark brown in color where the gopher is there may be found the weasel his greatest enemy it should be an even fight between them for they are equally matched in ill-temper and savageness and are near of a size though the gopher is the heavier antelope on the great plains of the west you may see the beautiful and gentle antelope though the animal is fast disappearing while the thieving coyote thrives and multiplies in the same region coyote prairie wolf the coyote or prairie wolf is about the size of a large dog and resembles one its color is gray made by a mixture of black and white hairs it is a cowardly animal and not dangerous but its contemptible character could not prevent a wave of compassion that came over me when i saw one poor creature caged in a wooden box and holding up the bloody stump where its forefoot had been torn off by the cruel and barbarous steel trap spermophile in the middle west especially in indiana the little spermophile sometimes called the ground squirrel is common and not afraid to venture into the outskirts of a village one variety wears spotted brown and yellow stripes down its back another is gray but all are about the size of a gray squirrel on the western prairies are the comical little prairie dogs you can see them sitting up on their haunches watching the train as it carries you over the great plains bobolink the birds of the open are varied in many most of the forest birds are seen occasionally in the fields but some birds make their homes in the open you'll find the bobolink's nest in a hayfield or down among the red clover the bobolink of the north is a sweet singer and is pretty in his black and white feathers with a touch of yellow at the back of his head there are creamy yellow feathers down his back too but they are not noticeable when he goes south the male loses his pretty coat and clad like his mate in yellowish brown is known as the rice bird because he feeds on the rice crops here he is killed because he is considered a robber and eaten because he is considered a delicacy meadowlark early spring trailing through the meadows will bring you the cheery song of the meadowlark spring of the year stalk him carefully and you will find a large brown bird with yellow breast and a black crescent on his throat the meadowlark is about the size of a quail he stands erect when he sings and he has a rather long beak the nest can be found if you look for it but is generally out of sight under a loosened clod of earth or tuft of grass red-winged blackbird the red-winged blackbird with a sweet call of okali or achilarihi you will also find on the meadows and marshes he builds his nest among the reeds and is one of the first of our spring birds in the north song sparrow the little song sparrow loves the open and the hot summer sunshine trailing along a country road at midday when most of the other birds are still 
you'll find the song sparrow sitting on a rail fence singing with undiminished enthusiasm to make friends with the birds provide food and water for them then sit down and wait quietly until they appear let them become accustomed to seeing you sitting still every day for a while then begin slowly careful movements gradually becoming more natural and in time the birds will allow you to walk among them as you please if you are careful never to frighten them you can do this in camp you can do it at home if you are not living in a city the trustful friendship of animals and birds opens a new path of happiness and one that all girls should be able in some measure to enjoy End of chapter 6